0: What's happening, my bro? You alright? I'm blessed, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man out here. Um, Yeah, I really appreciate you coming through, sharing too much information, sharing some of your life story, sharing how you made it to kind of where you are. Yeah, yeah, so let's get started. Cool. Uh, Where do you want to start? Um, To be fair, I usually always start family. Okay. So I usually start kind of background, so parents, we raise... Both parents, one, how, how, how was your team
1: pattern? Uh, I was raised with both parents, right. but they were separated after I was born. Okay. Um, my mother and father didn't see that life was working anymore. So okay. they were together for like 10 years before. They had my older brother, who's six years older than me. Right. And then after um, my father left when I was about one, and yeah, he moved to East London, he found my stepmom. Mm-hmm. So I was in between the two homes. My father lived in East London, my mother lived in South London. And um, when I was like 13, then I went to live with my father and my stepmom. And yeah, it was cool. I lived with them until I was 17. And then I went back to my mum's until I was 18. Then I left home and then never looked back, travelled. And did a lot of stuff, but yeah, my parents were cool. Uh, Both of uh, Jamaican heritage. My mum was born here, though, in Birmingham.
0: Okay. Yeah, she's
1: crazy, man. She was born Uh, (laughs) right next to a mental hospital. So, uh, then? No. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, anyway. My brother was born next to a prison, and my mum was born next to a mental hospital. Okay. Yeah, so, crazy family. Yeah. Uh, My dad is, like, from the country in Jamaica, countryside, whereas my mum's from the city. And... Well, she, well, she moved to Jamaica when she was a baby and stayed there till she's like nineteen, twenty, and came okay. back. Yeah. Did they meet here or did they meet? They met back here. Okay. They met here in Birmingham, where okay. my mum was born. Okay. Uh, and my older brother as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got okay. a couple of siblings as well. Younger siblings, two younger sisters, and then my dad's got like um, he's got twelve kids, and I'm number twelve of his twelve kids. So you're the youngest. Oh, oh my dad. 12. No way. Second on my mum.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's still yeah 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 yeah. Okay. And um, so what's the relationship like with both um, parents now?
1: Uh, there really isn't one, honestly, because okay. I chose my own path, and in choosing your own path, sometimes some people don't agree with who you're becoming because it's no longer who they recognize and who they know. Okay. So, they. Have their own life and their own lifestyle. So yeah. I respect that. And my father respects mine. My mother, not so. She wants me to choose a path that she's happy with. So from them, we haven't really had a relationship, in all honesty. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's been about two, about a year. Yeah.
0: So you've had no contact at all? And before that, were you, were you pretty close? Just...
1: not really with my dad yeah with my mum on and off okay yeah it, um, it wasn't like uh, like cemented maternal bonds it was more like uh, we were cool when we got along and when we didn't get along there wasn't any getting along right, yeah.
0: right 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 so it's almost like now that this maybe this separation has happened it hasn't impacted you as much as maybe it would impact somebody else yeah in the
1: day-to-day, thinking about it all the time kind of way. Yeah. I've just become... I don't have any expectations of anyone, so that way I'm not let down by um, others' expectations of me or or the way that they have expectations on their own life. I allow people to be themselves because I choose to be free, so I choose to allow others to be free as well in that respect. No, I
2: respect that.
0: All right. What about little ones? You got any little ones? Um. Oh, hesitation. That, the no, hesitation. no. It's not hesitation.
1: <laughs> that's a story for off the camera. Oh, okay. And I will be hundred percent honest with you. Actually, no. Um. I um, Let's just be honest. It's just a complete transparent podcast. So I have a daughter who is twelve. Okay. And I haven't seen her in eleven years. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. And in order, the last time I was. Uh, I went to try and see her. I nearly lost my life. Okay. So, that's why. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's intense. <laughs> Sorry about that, my bro. Nah, that's cool, man. It's, pretty... it's life. Yeah, I hear you. It's life for a lot of people, for real. You live, you learn, experiences help mm-hmm. you to grow. To Is that... be the best version of yourself. No nah, fair play. Yeah.
0: Is that something that has um, impacted your almost your decision making when it comes to? future partners
1: since then definitely how so so? from then it was just like I'm not having any children until I know that it's right for me not if it's right for someone else if it's right for me and it's right for them then we'll just move together in synchronicity Mm -hmm. but if it's not then I ain't got time to waste because when my daughter comes to find me or comes to see me, yeah. I wanna be the person that can stand up and look her in the eyes and be honest yeah. and be like, look, okay, this is what happened. I was of this mentality then, this is me now. So here's something to help you start your life. Because I built this. So I don't really have any time for nonsense. It's like if you got a Mac computer in you know, it, mm-hmm. you can just slide over the file and pull it into the, the into the trash in you know, it. Yeah. So if it's trash I don't got time. But simple and if it's if it's gold then yeah i'm cool doesn't matter if it's in the hmm so do you feel like
0: in the past you have made decisions in relationships due to almost be, be do you feel like your decisions were influenced by the need of somebody else rather than putting yourself forward and is that something that
1: has kind of made you? Not really, because what the situation has done, it's mm-hmm. helped me to develop into a person that can be unapologetically themselves. So yeah. with all the older life experiences, it just, it helped me to grow. So now I can make a decision, which is in the best interest of myself, mm-hmm. in the interest of my self-love and my self-worth and my mm-hmm. value, and in knowing that as well. So once I know that, then I can make better decisions. I can make decisions which allow me to have only excellence in my life and nothing less. I don't wanna settle for anything less. I don't want anything less. I only want the best and I deserve the best and I'm gonna have the best and I, I will have the best and yeah. I am the best. It's yeah. that simple. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear
0: you. I hear you. You're ever the positive. You we got that positive energy, I hate it. Thank you.
1: Life has caused to grow within me because of not just that particular yeah. situation but more because all of them add up so it's like if you're an artist if you're a musician you have to put the notes together with the silence and that's what allows the music to flourish and that's what allows people to appreciate the music mm-hmm. so with all the experiences once I've added them up and I've seen them for what they are and I've accepted my responsibility for being a part of it then I can move forward with truth, rather than with an image that I want to portray of the situation. Just accept it for what it is. Powerful,
0: I'm making it. Thank you. Uh, school was, was alright. Did you enjoy it? Was that something that you? Is that something you enjoyed? You know, a lot of people don't enjoy them times. That's Some cool. People it's fine. do.
1: School yeah. was fun. We did a lot of madness in school. Um, we, okay. Uh, I don't know if any of my teachers will watch this soon, but I remember we brought up the school organ. Yeah. <laughs> and this one cost 70 grand or like okay. And it was like, we were in the assembly hall. So we used to just do a lot of madness. We used to run around, spray fire extinguishers and do all, the, all sorts of madness. It was fun. I learned, it wasn't something that taught me anything because it was trying to force me of how to think mm-hmm. rather than allowing me to flourish and be who I am mm-hmm. and teach me to embrace who I am right. so I can take it forward with those with transferable skills into life yeah. so it didn't do anything in that instance but in terms of growth and development it allowed me to be a strong character because I went to a boys school okay. uh, and when you're around so many guys and then everybody's like Full of testosterone and mm-hmm. and ego, and saying this is like this, and everybody's standing with conviction in their truth. Then you need to learn how to stand in your conviction and your truth. Yeah. So it was fun, man. And I remember, like, because we went to all boys school, all the boys fancied the French teacher, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I played for all the sports teams in schools. Yeah. I was considered the most humorous in year eleven. As well as the most moany at the same time <laughs> so i got the certificates for those as well yeah. but yeah my school
2: was fun man
0: and now we're going into i don't want to say adolescence i want to say more yeah let's say young adulthood. yeah so maybe you're finding yourself maybe you're finding your feet maybe you're getting into relationships um how
1: was that transition for you so I hit 16 and it was like yeah man, I left school, I went to college, mm-hmm. I went to all boys school and that, so it's like wow there's gal girl here, what, yeah. oh my days, yeah. life is fun now so yeah, I got excited, mm-hmm. I went to learn, I did get my qualifications in college but I just hit a point of yeah I like, because um, in year nine, I, um, I know it's going back a bit, but it's given yeah. the backstory. So in year nine, I got kicked out of the school football team and all the sports teams because I was always outside the deputy's head office or head teacher's office or someone else's office. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because I was bad, that was because I used to answer back teachers hence the most money part. Okay. So if the teacher would be like, You're not gonna make it you're not gonna make anything of your life, I'd be like, but you're a teacher on twenty four grand, so what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't like that, so I get kicked out. So when I got to college now, my focus wasn't on sports anymore, it's more on women. Okay. So yeah, I had a lot of fun relationships were a lot because I was growing within myself. What? But I was being free within myself. Okay. that makes sense. So he's learning who you were. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Through a lot of experiences. <laughs> it's
0: like oh, that's I think that's that's the best way I think. Yeah. But um, yeah. So okay. So you've made it to college. You're experiencing all these new things. When do you start to? Like, were you somebody that started to think about relationships early, or were you somebody that kind of, even though you you were having fun and you wanted to stay in that fun life or was did you end up in a relationship
1: yeah i did uh so with the daughter situation that we was talking about yeah. earlier so i met her mum when we were children and we got together in college so we was together from like when i was 18 till 20 okay. and um yeah so i was in a relationship mm-hmm. i wasn't faithful in a relationship but i was in a relationship but okay. when my daughter came around i was faithful then and things change she decided to take her own path and yeah so okay. i i was open i've always generally been open mm-hmm. so relationships are fine because you learn to grow you learn to build and mm-hmm. i've had a few through life which have taught me about myself which mm-hmm. has been beautiful
0: okay
1: so is that the most
0: is that relationship there, the the longest relationship you've been in? No, my
1: longest relationship would have been to my ex-wife. That was okay. 6 years. Uh we were together 4 years at f- uh, 2 years at first and then we got married and then we were married for 4 years. So all, t- all in all 6, six years, years, yeah. 6 years. So you're not married now? No. So is that something that you can
0: I can I can delve yeah. into? Do you want delve mind? in? Alright, um, so, you said you was together two years before you got married.
1: Yeah. What was that two years like? Two years were fun. Because <laughs> yeah. when we first met, I was still very playful and experiencing life. Okay. So, it was like learning to appreciate who and what I have and who's in front of me and what's in front of me. So, I was learning that and taught me to it taught me my own values and it taught me to understand what do I really want and it was it was beautiful like I would tell anyone marriage is beautiful regardless of being divorced or not and yeah the the first two years was really fun man it was, it was nice it was like we were like Bonnie and Clyde so we would just go do anything like ride together eat together just make life together and yeah just having lots of fun so then you, obviously, you, I
0: presume you, you proposed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you proposed, you get married.
1: Yeah. Did everything change? Um, yeah. Straight away? <laughs> I mean, no, like, straight away? First year was heaven. I was, I was waited on. and it's like, oh, I'm not used to this. <laughs> this is kind of nice Still I appreciate this treatment. I yeah, feel like yeah, a yeah. king right now. Yeah. Feeling really kingish. So, like. I will have like a mat spread out for me, food trays, different plates, salads, homemade um, chili. It was just, it was just life. It was just like fruit shape. I was like, yo, is this life from now on? Yo, I like this. That's the first year. And then then what it changed? And then, yeah, but she was ill. So I don't blame her for it changing. It changed because I had to, in turn, return that now. Okay. Because she became ill and it was a chronic illness. Okay. um, it was hard for her to, like, move and be, and to be mobile through life. So I would, in turn, I would have to go to... So now I've, I, we used... So in the first two years, we had a cupcake business. We were doing it, we were driving around, we were delivering around London. Yeah. It was nice, it was amazing, we was making money. And then I wanted to be a personal trainer and a football agent, so I did it. And um, so now, when she was ill, I would go in the morning, train football players really, really early, like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, then go straight to work and act and in my break of work, I'll eat in 10 minutes and go to gym for 50 minutes and come back and finish my shift and then go home, bath her or shower her to make sure she's okay, cook for her, clean the house and then take her on a drive so she gets fresh air. Mm-hmm. So that's how life became for her, like the next couple of years because she was ill a lot. So, yeah, it it, it taught me about me. <laughs> it taught me to appreciate. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. What did it, t-
0: it taught you to appreciate
1: what, what me you and her yourself. It taught me to appreciate myself and her and to take mm-hmm. care of responsibility okay. because life is as much as i love myself mm-hmm. but in loving myself i can love another so i was able to love her and mm-hmm. i could do that with ease and 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 grace because she deserves it this woman did the same for me and would do the same for me and when she was able to she did mm-hmm. so for me it was like okay it's cool yeah. let's let's do this like, if you, if you can do certain things, you do those things. But if you can't, you just chill, relax. And I'll take care of it. But I, was, I wasn't sleeping. I was sleeping, like, one, two hours a day. Okay. Uh, after we come home from the drive, I will we'll watch a film or whatever, and then she, until she could fall asleep. And then when she falls asleep, I'll fall asleep for an hour or two, and get up, straight back out again. Same thing every day. Mm-hmm. So was that the...
0: Was that what caused the relationship to end? Was some, Was there another reason?
1: We loved each other too much that we forgot to love ourselves. And mm-hmm. it became toxic. And then when it becomes toxic, it got to the point where she left and went somewhere to go and be with family because they were ill at the time. Mm. And then um, I asked her, she could come back and she said that it wasn't the time to think about us. I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, uh, I was like, not coming back. Like, no, alright, then cool. I'm gone then. No, and no, like, no. she like, what do you mean? Two days later, I bought a ticket, left the country, a hundred pound in my pocket, and went to Thailand. So, it's so like, it's done now, and I give up everything. Give up the flight. Give up the car. Give up. Don't need it, because I only kept this so you're secure that now I can be free and travel and yeah, mm-hmm. even with a hundred pound in my pocket.
0: Okay. Right, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, well, okay. Like, in theory, I get it. Like, in theory, I get it. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty free-spirited person. Um, before I met my wife, I felt like, I've always used to say to my god-brother the same thing, that like, I'll just get up one day and I can just go, and just go, like you say, 100 pound in my pocket, yeah. and just be somewhere. So, was, when, when you say that to me, it's like, to me, it sounds like,
1: it was almost pain that caused you to do that. It
0: and was you a felt break. hurt.
1: It was a break in myself, wasn't it? Because I was burnt at both ends because I was physically exhausted and mentally exhausted. So I snapped because no person in their sane mind would just go to another continent. Just that with out of their pocket. Yeah. In reality, if yeah. you're gonna go away, you're gonna go away. Make sure that you're secure. But yeah. I said, like, I don't care, it's gonna work. So I just went mm-hmm. just like that. So how long did you go for? I was there for four months. The last month was free because I was in Thai prison. Okay. Yeah. What was that for? Overstaying. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I overstayed 64 days so I went to the visa office because I was a football agent so it's like cool I can set up business out here. I've got connects like through LinkedIn and stuff like that. So. I set up a few business meetings, and I uh, got something successful. So I was gonna work with a football coach from the UK and an ex-professional footballer out there. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys were cool. When I met them, they just loved my energy because I was just like, I don't care. I'm gonna, you know, whatever, let's just go with the flow. So they respected that. So there was like, if you're going to work with us, for us to legally pay, you have to sort your visa out. Because right. I told them the situation, and then, um, I was like, okay cool and then when i went to fix it now um there was like it's going to cost the equivalent of like 50 pounds and um i was like cool no worries i got that that's nothing in it it's only 50 pounds yeah and, um like when you work out the the, the, um, the currency way. exchange yeah. yeah and then um I, then there's like let me see your password i gave them my password now And it's like, ha, 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 wait here one minute. Mm. So I turn around, four officers are for hiring me. And they're like, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay or get in the car? And I was like, well, I don't have the money on me right now, per se, on my person. It's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay or get in the car? It's like, okay, get in the car. And then, yeah, I was in the car and ended up in there for a month. What was that like? Beautiful, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but, but I was gonna say,
0: Nah, it was fun.
1: Nah, seriously, the first cell, ah, oh, it was it was mad. So they threw me in the cell on the border of um, um, Messai, which is called Burma. Okay, so to the west, we call it Burma, to them, it's called Messai. Uh, Messai is the border, sorry, to Burma, and um, so I went in this holding cell. And then they saw I had a beer, so were like, so just like, um, they was like, here you go, eat pork. I was like, oh, okay, it's this oh, kind of treatment. Before we, you we'll Muslim, Muslim, yeah. Okay. Just like, eat pork. I was like, fair enough. Here's some extra money. Can you get me some other food, please? Mm-hmm. And then they went and got the food. I was just paying off everybody. So for the first three days, I was in a cell with um, like seven other guys. And the first night, not one of them spoke English they were all from Burma, and they were all speaking in their, in Burmese. And it was like, okay, I'm in this place by myself, and I can't get out, I don't have a passport, and um, where I need to go toilet is where I need to brush my teeth, So and, and shower. So I was like, I'll pee, but I'm gonna not brush my teeth or go toilet for three days, which I did, and then I went to court. And then they took me to the court. So when I got to court, it was like, They took me in front of a judge at some desk, and I was like, and we're all lined up, chained up to each other. Mm, Uh, I'm looking around, like, he doesn't even speak English. What am I supposed to do? And then the guy that was in my cell had to be my translator. (laughs) And then he translated for me, and it said that once I pay them, I've got seven days to leave the country. Nah, they threw me in another cell. And then when they threw me in the next cell, now there was like, little kids in there like 14 years old and i was like yo i know some old man that looked like he was gonna die i was like yo and then there was an african brother and an asian brother and it was just like no i'm not feeling this this is not the place to be in right now so the guards were like if you want to go to um the main prison in bangkok so you can be like like leave the country then um you have to pay us everyone's getting paid everyone yeah. every guard and their dog is getting paid so it's like okay cool so i told the guys in the cell and they was like nah they're overcharging you it's half of that this is what this brother's paying him. and was like so i asked the guard and he's like yeah yeah so i paid them what everyone else is paying yeah. so i drove 14 hours from Messai to bangkok overnight handcuffed to a malaysian guy yeah. and it, like in the back of a van and if he fell asleep and pulled his wrist my cuff will pull and get tighter and vice versa yeah, yeah. and when he's going to the toilet I have to turn around and I'm chained to him like this and vice versa it was just I was just like nah no, this is not life this, this is place. not life and then when we get to the cell we're in Bangkok now ah, so 5 in the morning we're in Bangkok hmm. we're in this massive international prison so um, we're downstairs we're in the holding bay right. these guys the guards are just shouting at us and tired it's like do I understand you though? Like on the road, like we're all foreigners or they call them phalanx and like, we're all foreigners. Like, do we understand you though? So I'm looking around, I'm like, how does this work right Like, Oh, he's taking off his belt. Here you go, here's the belt. Oh, take off, sh- okay, take off shirt. Oh, hand over phone. Here's the phone, just like that. That's how I had to learn, like watch what's happening around me. Okay. And then now we're getting shipped into different cells and then they put us put me and some other guys in a cell downstairs a holding cell and there's like it was a cell for 50 and it was a box room and everyone's packed up on the on like um tiled floor it's mad and then there's a little tuck shop in the corner and there's rats and cockroaches scurrying in the next corner i was just (laughs) i was just like yo and before i got in that cell some Thai guard who so their system was for the international prisoners, they will get Thai national prisoners to be the prison guards as their day release, so it helps them to get out of prison. So this guy looks at me and goes, yo, kicks me, give me money. I looked at him, I was like, yo, not that kind of party. And I went straight into my cell and because I was cool with the guy that ran the cell, the guy looked at me and was like, okay. And he just walked away and left me and I was like, cool, I'm blessed. And then they threw me upstairs in some next bigger cell, like 70 of us now. Yeah. It's it's just a little bit bigger than a box room, packed up like sardines in a tin. Three toilets for 70 people, 36 different nations. Um, what's it called? Two toilets to go pee in. No, two toilets to go toilet in and one toilet to pee in. And then you got this basin of water where everyone showers. And I'm not showering until like, <laughs> what? Well, until like one in the morning when everybody's down in there. Because I want my i like my space i don't like crowds and i don't need crowds and then um yeah so and it's just just mad and it was someone stole my towel my towel my whole towel yeah he stole my towel and i was like nah how can and then when i was in there because i drew the guys saw that i drew so the the guy that was running the cell and had to put the shop in the cell because everyone's making money. The guy that runs the cell makes money because everyone needs to buy toiletries and blah, 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 and X, Y, and Z. So, for the first week, nothing from the embassy because they can't come. So, I saw them the following Tuesday. They're like, we can't do anything for you because this isn't our jurisdiction. And unless you can get help, you're going to be in here for a minimum of six months. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, then and um, um, when I heard that I was like what do I do so because they came I had to get them to get access to my phone and my phone was dead and I had to charge it the whole time I was sitting there charging my phone like turn on turn on yeah. because I had my notebooks like one of them's behind me from Thailand yeah. and um, yeah so I had to take my phone, take out any number that is anybody that's important that can help me right now in this moment, and write it down yeah. so I could call from the payphone box right. in in the prison. And I was like, yo, and then and I wasn't able to call for a, a, the next week. So like I'm in there for two weeks now, and then I'm um, what's it called? I'm calling, I'm calling, and then I I call my sister, and it's like four in the morning. Um, UK time right. and then um, no one knows them in Thailand at like this moment right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like yo um, hey how you doing and she's like uh, what's up it's really early I'm like uh, well first thing I'm in Thailand and she goes what and I'm like relax I ain't got time for you to panic just right. need to tell you something else I'm in Thailand the entire prison she's like she starts panicking starts going hysterical yeah. she's like oh my I'm like Please calm down. I ain't got tired for you to like, yeah. I need you to do one thing, call the embassy, please. That's all I need you to do, call the embassy. So they know that I've got someone that I can, what's it called, transfer money through to get here. And then she calls the embassy now. The embassy are like, yo, okay, we'll help, blah, blah, blah. But the person who was my caseworker just went on holiday. So they forgot me for an extra week when they got the money now. So I was in there for an extra week. And then when the money got transferred now, the embassy took a quarter of it just to transfer the money. And I was like, oh. So I was short. So I was told that I was supposed to stay in for an extra week. And then this Japanese guy heard my story and he's like, I've got time money on me. So like, take that money. It's equivalent to 50 pounds. It's nothing. Like, go home tomorrow. And he's like, here you go. He gave me the money. And I was like, oh, well. thank you. And I paid it right there and then, and then I bought my ticket to go. And I said, Yes. So they took me from my cell to the holding cell that I was originally in. Now, this cell was packed out, proper packed. And I was like, yeah, I'm going home because we had to, what's it called, leave like four in the morning. So I stayed up all night. I'm excited. I'm going home. Finally, I'm going home. They take us to the airport now. We get to the airport in this van that is see-through, but it's it's a cage so they can see. And it's marked police so they can see that we're all criminals. We get to the airport. Our flight is cancelled. They drive us back to prison. And we're like, what do we do? And then... They was like, we don't know, ask the prison officers, they're they like, well, when I got there, I was like, oh, I don't even know what to do, me and this next British guy. And um, it's like, yo, um, what do we do? And they was like, okay, cool. You can go tomorrow, it's like, perfect. So a next British guy comes down and all three of us go the next day. This guy gets to the airport. We're cool, we're like, we knew what happened yesterday. So we're behaving ourselves, we're best behavior. He, as soon as he gets the handcuffs off, runs into the shop, buys alcohol, starts juicing, and then starts acting erratic. And me and the next guy are looking at him like, yo, you don't wanna behave because I ain't going back right now. Cause yeah. I just got here and I got through the doors. Yeah. So you best behave. And he's acting erratic on the plane journey, acting erratic because we had to transfer through India. So we get to um, Delhi and he's still acting erratic. And we're like, behave yourself, mm-hmm. please behave yourself. Get to the UK now, and we're like, no, nah, done. We left them straight. Mm-hmm. We just left them. We're like, no, you're not with us. And then we left, and yeah, that's how. Back. Life. Yeah, and then... wait. I come back to the UK now, and I'm on the tube, and I'm like why is everybody so miserable? It's not like they just came out of Thai prison. You yeah. chose that job. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you chose to commute to that job. Why is your face like this? I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. You have freedom. And you would make these choices and you're upset. And then, yeah, I, I just didn't understand. So it was like learning everything all over again. So Yeah, so, so
0: that feeling is an interesting feeling of... feeling like maybe you're the only one that kind of almost understands how much, like you said, freedom that you have. Yeah. So how did that change the way that you interacted with people?
1: It's hard because like for me, it was like entire prison. I saw people making a, a, a replica chessboard out, out of a white plain t-shirt and bottle caps. Accurate size, everything. Mm-hmm. The, the, what's it called? The symbols of each like um, piece drawn onto a top of a bottle cap. And I was like, yo, they can make something out of nothing. You've got a home, you've got food in your fridge. Mm-hmm. You've got heat, you've got water, you've got hot water. Mm-hmm. What are you complaining about? So my family are like, yo, you're rude. I'm like, I'm not rude. You're just ungrateful. And, and people could not understand that from me because mm-hmm. they're like, you've changed. And I was like, of course I've changed. Mm-hmm. Like, you grow. The only thing that constantly in life is change. Mm-hmm. And right. unless you change, you die. And right now, I'm not kind of, I'm not liking the way you're moving because yeah. if you're saying you want to make something of life, you're not actually moving to make something. You're just complaining and waiting for someone else to hear you complain and you want to hear yourself complain. I'm like, I ain't got time to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I want to do something with life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you're just talking. Stop talking now. Get up and do something. You're complaining that you this is happening or that is happening or or you're feeling like this change it and if you don't want to change it stop talking about it because no one wants to hear it
0: let's talk about business now Mm. right and um now i remember you saying something you saying like oh you know that you you know you've done other other bits and pieces in your life yeah but now from what i i know you as Is um, a managed artist. Yeah. So, how did that come about?
1: So, when I came back from Thailand, I was, um, I had, so how, how long ago was this? 2017, end of 2017. Jeez, recent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so sorry, like yeah. October, November 2017. Wow. So right, at the beginning of November. Um, so I came back, um, I had some artists around me that I knew personally, and they wanted to work. Cause when I came back, I got on radio, like how we met and um, there was like, tell your story and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, let me go on. And then from then I became a permanent guest. And then because I was in and around the music, I love music. And then they were like, can you help us? Blah, 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 because you know how to manage and know how to run a business and stuff like that. Okay. So like, cool, perfect. Amazing, talented artist, but character weren't right. And I was like, I'm tired of hearing you complaining. So I stopped working with them and started doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then to the point that I found, um, I met, sorry, not found, I met Chrissy, january 2019 so i was hosting an event because she's the most the artist that i'm working with right now and current so i met her january 2019 i was hosting an event she came along and after the show we what's it called all hung out like the clip that I was performing and everyone like that right. and we became friends we built a relationship built a bond and um we, i helped her to find a studio and from then we just became really close and we just became honest and transparent. So this is what you want to do, All right, this is how you do it. She was like, this is what I'm about. I was like, this is what I'm about. Perfect, we're open, we're transparent. Everybody knows what's on the table, so we can work. So there's no lying. You're not lying to me, I'm not lying to you. And this is, this is what I know, and anything that I learn along the journey or the gems that I learned along the journey, they're all for you. So here you go. Mm-hmm. She ran with it. She was like, boom. All right, then. I ain't got no excuses. We work. We get up. We do. Like, I was talking about it before that. There was times where, like, me and Chrissy would have to walk home from, like, Stoke Newton to Nia Croydon for three hours after a show, after she's performed, hella tired, worn out. And then got, get up the next day and do another show. And that that's how we built the relationship. Because we were constantly talking. We was, I was, like... It was helping her to grow as a person. And then she became the woman who she is because of the choices she made. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just flourished. And it keeps flourishing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it helps that she's a sick singer as well. Ah, That that is just... (laughs) The maddest voice. Her voice is just Mm. divine. Mm -hmm. She's divine, like as a human being and as a person inside and out. But her voice is divine as well.
0: Yeah, touch on that. So you say that you kind of, you you met, you, you made... um. You connected. You kind of. Um, you ended up kind of, almost, just being together on a journey. Yeah. So how did it get from that to being her manager? Her, how is it? Is it something that is she's trusted you with
1: yeah. assisting her on this journey? Yeah. So she trusted. She trusted me. Um, to a sister on her journey Mm -hmm. and we just collaborated and then Mm -hmm. we learned that together we could do so much more Mm because as they say when two or more are present God is present so with the two of us regardless of what anyone else says, we we are capable of everything in anything and then we just took that and put that into our work ethic Mm -hmm. and we put the love into it we put the passion into it we put all of us into Mm -hmm. what we do and because we did that we was able to grow we was able to grow as people and we're still growing mm-hmm. and we was able to grow as manager and mm-hmm. as artists and to just keep flourishing mm-hmm. and unfolding putting your manager hat on yeah right and you got an
0: artist that comes to you let's say for example as a person you're cool they they're cool like because i know that you want you you're not going to work with somebody that you don't vibe with or that you yeah. don't um almost check for their energy yeah right so you check for their energy um what would be the first and obviously you like their music yeah you think they got talent all of that stuff what would what would you say would be the first port of call or the first actions that you would f- and obviously i understand that Different artists are going to be at different stages. Maybe they got different followers or whatever the hell, it, whatever it is. But as a generic tip or point, what would you say would be the first thing that you as a manager would be interested in pushing forward for them
1: or finding out from them? The the first thing I always look for is character. Character is everything. Mm-hmm. Because the way how you carry, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. Okay. So, if you don't take care of the small the big is not possible so those that try to skip the steps and take the elevator will never appreciate the journey mm-hmm. but when you take the steps you appreciate the journey because you're in it for the longevity you're not in it to just come in and out and be in that one hit wonder you're actually in it because you love what you do you're you're not trying to gain from it. You're 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 gifting the gift that you were given and repackaging it and sharing it with the world. When you have that within you and I see that I'm with that. I'll support that wholeheartedly. And that's why with Chrissy I support that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So mm
0: that's Trying to remember, there was a mad quotable that you just said just now. I'm trying to make sure that I remember it.
1: Oh, uh, taking the gift that you've been given and re-gifting it and sharing it with the world.
0: That was a good one, but that wasn't the one I was talking about. Don't worry. Oh, you'll stay. will get to you. it will stay in my head. Um, like you do, you do, you do all things the way you do. Oh, the way
1: you do one thing is That's the way it. you do all That's things. That's the one. That's the one. The yeah. way you
0: do one thing is the way you do all things. I rate that one. What I want to do, because like what I did ask you to do today was to bring some yeah. items that represent, represent you. you, yeah. And I see that you brought half a library here, <laughs> so like I'm, I'm, and I've I've not heard of, like I like to think I know quite a few books, so I've not heard of any of the books that you brought. So I'm definitely plugged in and listening cool. to,
1: yeah. Feel free, go cool. for. Uh, right now, I'm reading uh, "Wishes Fulfilled" by. Dr Wayne Dyer so it talks about um, how you the power of your mind the power of what you can do when you start to focus so it's very similar to the book that I wrote so it's nice to find a different perspective so you can move forward with the knowledge of not allowing anything or anyone whether it be A coronavirus per se Mm -hmm. or whether it be a family member to distract you from your path and your destination Mm -hmm. because you've got laser-like focus so it's along those lines Uh, that's wishes
0: fulfilled by
1: dr. Wayne Dyer yeah
0: master in the art of manifesting
1: yeah okay I got a music book because obviously working in music yeah Um, this is by Anthony Abbas. He's a US music art uh manager. So he dropped some gems in the book about um about starting uh independent music career. So it's a really cool book. It's a simple reads Okay. Um why you why you is a book on interviewing techniques for podcasting and stuff like that in the future okay. so I'm putting it out here for you first yeah yeah so bigger. it answers 101 questions that you will ask in an interview um essential business law so this is about company finance takeovers and mergers so to grow the business to grow the brand to make it bigger to make it more profitable um, Carlos Castanegra, kind of similar to Wishes Fulfilled. This is the second ring of power. So, he's got a range of books, um, on the spiritual aspect of life. So, mm-hmm. to look within and knowing you're enough, and to know that the power that you have within yourself, yeah. and with knowing your self worth and your self power, you can make anything possible. He's considered, uh, uh, okay, so it depends on what culture you come from. So, some culture will say witch doctor, some culture will say shaman, some culture will say be a man, yeah, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. So, okay. that's Carlos Castanegra. Yeah. Um, so, these two books now, these two books are more important to me because they're actually my books. So, this book is the book that I had in Thailand. So, it's got all my journey, it's got stories, it's got notes, it's got drawings as well. So I can show the drawing so I'll leave the what's called, like the the notes out because it's <laughs> Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, it's like a lot of notes, a lot, a lot of notes. Imagine. So, um, like I know everyone, people like this because it's cute. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the kind of things that I was doing, and I know people like this one as well because of the detail. Um, so okay, and hey. um, final one, um the reason why I showed this one is because someone I actually did this entire prism for someone they wanted to get it as a tattoo okay yeah, angel wings and John 316 so yeah, that's this book so it's got a lot of notes this book actually ripped my book which is with the publishers so all the notes in here i will pull it into a book at the end of 2018 and then this one is like my current up-to-date book so it's like plans, ideas, business plans um, for all the projects I'm working on. It's got like um, action plans for my artists. It's got my reviews, my intentions for the, for the next six months and so on and so forth. So that's what each book represents and means to me. And also as a gift from Disney as well. So Big, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Big.
0: yeah, so I'm definitely going to, I'm going to at least, there's at least a couple of those books that I'm definitely going to try and have a little look at um i don't know why i'm trying to look in your hand because i can just rewind the footage (laughs) (laughs) no i'll show you afterwards yeah it
1: could could take pictures no i appreciate it it's um yeah it's for me i like to um expand expand my mind expand what i'm doing so i want to keep growing and to keep elevating within myself Mm -hmm. so that's why so many books and If I get inspired, I can write something down straight away. If Mm. I want to read, I can read this book. If I'm not feeling that, I'll read this book, Mm -hmm. if I'm in this mood. And I can draw if I want to as well. So it gives me the flexibility of doing so many things at at an instantaneous moment, because it's in the
2: moment, I feel it. The ball in your court. Yeah.
0: Almost give you the floor. Okay. And say, no such thing as too much information. Yeah. I want you to share something that you think is... essential for people to know either about you or something that you know that you think is essential for people to know.
1: Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as too much information because... The reality is we've got so much information right now mm-hmm. that if everybody took life seriously they'll be skinny rich and happy because at the access of our phone we've got access to Google YouTube and all other platforms where we can get access to anything mm-hmm. but the reality is it doesn't matter how much information we have it doesn't mean people are going to implement it in their lives And that's what's important and like and like the important uh, quotable that you said earlier the way you do one thing is the way you do all things so if you're not implementing gratitude into your life then how can you have more things to be grateful for if you are just implementing complaining in your life then you'll have more to complain about so what do you want to see do you want to see A world where everything's burning and being destroyed or do you want to see a world that spins in the middle of space around several other planets around a massive star that's in the middle of nowhere spinning around another constellation that spins around another constellation and it never goes out of sync and never goes out of balance so is it that bad or do we make it that bad in the stories that we tell ourselves so, that sounds like a um a message of gratitude yeah all right we live in a generation where you can do a year's worth of shopping and stay at home and be okay it's the it's the most safest time in human history ever hmm i hear that i definitely hear that
0: yeah and um, it's interesting because at this this point of time now, with all this scaremongering, if, you, if I would call it, but um, all of that that's going on at the moment, um, it's good to hear a, a message of optimism. That's probably the word I've, I was looking for. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank appreciate you. you for coming through. Thank you. For um, me. Yeah, I, and I'm... Ah, I'm gonna put the socials all in the description, so don't worry about that. But definitely let the people know, um, yeah, your socials,
1: man. Well, everyone that's uh, watching, tuned in, thank you so much. Firstly and foremost, secondly, thank you for uh, too much information. Um, I'm Agent Soulman on all platforms. So Agent A G E N T Soulman S O U L M A M, all platform. Um, you'll find me. Twitter, Insta, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, everywhere. Yeah, oh, right. Spotify, Apple yeah. Music, all of that good yeah. stuff. Everywhere. Yeah. And um
0: also as well, just because I think her voice is so sick, definitely ah, yes. you can definitely plug your artist. Man, yeah. so definitely. Um
1: if you if you love 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 soulful music and even if you don't have a listen for yourself, but seriously, go and check out Chrissy. Un, uh, Chrissy X underscore Day X So C-H-R-I-S-S-Y X Underscore D-A-Y-X um, Otherwise Chrissy Day on YouTube And yeah You can find her in my bio as well And me and her bio So
0: yeah Big
1: up man Once again appreciate you my bro Love every Appreciate time. you too Love, light and blessings to everyone man Have a beautiful, beautiful year 2020 Let's make it happen Let's make it happen yeah. Yeah.